Welcome to The Hold Room with ACC, a quick update on all things relating to airport development as well as the Airport Consultants Council. This episode is part of the Passenger Experience Series hosted by ACC's Terminal and Facilities Committee. In this series, we are collecting the experiences and perspectives about the future of passenger travel, including changing demographics, such as the U.S. population aging and becoming more multicultural, new technologies, labor and supply chain shortages, and what the future may have in store. Thank you for joining us in the Hold Room. Welcome back to the Hold Room. Today, Max is joined by Carrie Schaefer, Director of Aviation at Swinerton Builders and Board Member for the Airport Consultants Council. In this episode, Carrie shares best practices for managing a construction project at an airport and highlights the benefits of being involved with the Airport Consultants Council. Welcome to the Hold Room, everyone. We're excited to have Carrie Schaefer here with Swinerton. Carrie, could you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do on a day-to-day basis? Sure thing. I'm Carrie Schaefer. I'm a vice president at Swinerton. We are a construction company that primarily deals in construction management at risk and design build. We self-perform several trades, including mass timber and cross-laminated timber through our group called Timber Lab. I personally have been in construction for 35 years, and I've been the national director, focused 100% on aviation at Swinerton for the last five years. In addition to that, I chair ACC's Finance and Project Delivery Committee this year, and I joined the board of directors for ACC back in the fall of 2022, very much enjoying that experience. Awesome. What are some of the evolving trends that you're seeing these days in airport construction projects? A big overall concern of airports right now is the concept of stability. And for us, from the construction point of view, this includes constant accessibility, no hiccups at at all in security because building systems are going down, communications are going down because of construction project. We have to recognize that we have to keep the airport operations flowing or else the passenger experience will definitely be affected. (laughs) And a good construction manager contributes to the design and engineering of the new facility by performing really thorough investigations. It's amazing what one finds below an airport. (laughs) Sometimes it's pieces of the old airport in the old airfield, but usually it's a maze of old abandoned utilities and then more modern utility distribution running through that. And I would note that there are some great emerging multimodal technologies for better modeling the underground space, which is a really exciting thing for us in planning construction. Would that be technologies like BIM? Yes. When I say multimodal, there are a few companies out there that are combining ground penetrating radar and other scanning techniques that have been used, they're enhanced now, so they can use them pointed underground, and we can actually model it. Are you more focused on, say, airfield construction or terminal construction, landside construction, or all of the above? At Swinerton, we don't do the airfield piece. We rely on our partners to do the flat work. But other than that, we've touched pretty much every other aspect of the airport from the passenger boarding bridge all the way backwards to the curbside and even airport parking structures as another specialty of ours here at Swinerton. What are some of the biggest changes that you think you've seen as time has gone on in terms of how, say, the passenger experience is coming into the consideration of various construction projects on airports? Say the evolution, especially on a multi-phase project where functions may move around 
and paths may change from time to time. That planning is best done with a comprehensive set of stakeholders, certainly including all of the usual players, AEC industry and airport operations and security, but also an airport's now accessibility and inclusion officers. I'm really hoping we've learned our lesson as an industry, and now we know we need to plan for the less common traveler than the weekly business traveler. One of our field operations managers says he tries to think about if his grandma were traveling alone. So when we're planning these pieces, we're striving to offset any negative impact to the passenger experience by the construction process. So when we're planning our means and methods, we look for solutions that actually enhance that by maybe easing some anxiety or building excitement for the project, all of this coming through communications. We often have to create a temporary environment in order to create that new permanent space. So if we select the right materials and create the right communications plans, passengers will still travel through the airport process from curbside to sitting in their seat without confusion. Big, bold, clear wayfinding and informational graphics and great lighting are essential to these temporary measures. And we note that more and more airports are allowing their communications directors to drive this process along with architects and builders, as opposed to keeping those airport functions segregated as in the past. So temporary facilities that I saw recently was traveling at Portland International Airport. They're building their whole T-Core project right now. Because of that, they no longer have an airside connector between concourses B and C and D and E. And so they have these temporary wings that kind of go around and connect B to C and D to mm-hmm. E. That would be one example of a project that works as kind exactly. of an interim And phase. Portland has gotten, you know, really some of their graphics and communications are kind of playful and they are that part that I was talking about, helping to build the excitement for what's to come. Almost everybody likes to peek into a construction site and see what's going on. So we really do like to bring that practice inside the airport. I really recommend and like to employ both low-tech and high-tech communications when a change is happening. I'm talking about putting cheerful, friendly personnel posted, human beings with stickers and cookies to hand out at the point of change of the flow. Long Beach Airport, our expansion there, is a good example of this. Whenever there was a new phase put in place, that place looked like a party was going on to greet those like first guests and help guide them through their new flow of check-in, bag check, and all the way through the security checkpoint. They almost felt celebrated, I hope, by the actions of the airport and our team. On one hand, there's the technical and the the hard side of the construction, physical infrastructure and the financing and all that stuff. But then there's the softer side, which is the messaging and the communication to the passenger. Like you were talking about, getting passengers excited for this new facility that is going to enhance their experience. Is that something that Swinerton does, or do you collaborate with partners? Definitely do. We really recognize that while what we're doing is delivering construction and permanent structures, what it really is all about is relationships. So the more that we as a project delivery team can all get behind one mission and do what's best for the project, which means what's best for the ultimate end user, the better it's going to be for everybody. It's easier to make decisions that way. When you have one definition of success, we all know that during the actual construction phase, it's rare for it to go exactly as planned. What we really have to do is remember that we are problem solvers and we have to really carefully choose not just our field management, but the field supervision of all of the trade partners and make sure that the right personalities are out there. They are good problem solvers and they are proactive. Some element may be impacted and addressing it right away being willing to go do whatever it takes to address it on the spot. 
that kind of on the fly problem solving, that practice especially comes into play on the many Delta Sky Clubs that we have updated. It's really difficult to anticipate the number of guests at any certain time or any certain day, and also the arrival of provisions because of that fluctuation. So in a process like that, I mean, we have to always be ready to reorder or even suspend our activities mid-pass to allow that experience to be better for the passengers. Therefore, better for the client, therefore better for us. To what extent do you think passengers are aware of all this behind-the-scenes work? I think that passengers are just really wanting to get where they want to go and anything that is not as anticipated that is going to cause stress to them. So I think it all gets glommed in there. And primarily, it's probably the airport that takes the brunt if someone's unhappy. So that's one of the big measurables that we use. Getting immediate report from the airport if they receive some complaint or concern, we want that direct line of communication to us so that it's immediate. So if there is any chance to address it, now, sometimes things change at the airport itself, and that can easily affect what we're doing in our construction schedules. When lots and lots of flights get delayed and all of our work has already been planned at night and we have to do active airfield access to these spaces, you can imagine that all of a sudden a bunch of grounded aircraft, we need to know about that as soon as possible so that we can safely do our work as well. And do you mostly work at larger hubs or smaller hubs? Really all of the above. Swinerton itself is not going to ever be a billion-dollar airport construction builder. That's not our zone we're looking for. We like to get into the airport, often via an airline relationship. I mean, really, I describe the airline relationships as a foundation of our aviation practice. And then we build with airport authorities and other entities on top of that. And building those relationships with airports, we love their on-call contracts. We're happy to do whatever they need done. Those on-call or task order contracts have many, many different names, but our goal always is to get into an airport and stay there. I want to go back to something that you alluded to a couple times, and that's airline relationships. Talk a bit more about the importance of the airline relationships for working in the airport space. The reason that the airline are the foundation of our aviation experience is because that's a relationship with a client and we deliver for them a consistent and reliable process and product in multiple locations. They gain confidence in us and then they ask us to go to airports that we haven't worked in before because they know what they're going to get from us. So then it's the dance of making sure that you are communicating with your clients you have a contract with but you're also a client of the airport, the airport authority, whose space you're working within. We're able to really rapidly deploy best practices, whether we're doing Provo Project in San Diego or whether we're doing it in Austin, Texas. Yeah, getting up to speed in that learning part, it doesn't include that scope because we've already done the scope. It's just identifying what are the different practices, what are the new inspectors, you know, the new names of the individuals, but the process is there. Whenever there's a really big project going on at an airport, whether it's a new gate or just a modernization of a concourse or a rework of the arrivals and security checkpoint work, many of the airlines don't actually like that big builder also doing their portions of the work. That creates the necessity for us to be able to work with our competitor partners even if it's a competitor, you're still trying to accomplish the same goal. And that is ultimately 
providing a better facility for whoever the user is. In the case of the passenger terminal, you're trying to improve the passenger experience, whether representing the airport or whether representing the airline. That's right. You have to arrive at an airport to do aviation construction, accepting of the government requirements that they have. You have to be a team that accepts that that's part of what we're going to do. So you have to build relationships to make that happen. What does a positive passenger experience mean to you? For me personally, it means that no one is inhibited by getting from the curbside till they're sitting in their seat on the aircraft. Positive passenger experience means that they can see at all times where they're going and what's happening around them. You can always see where the restrooms are and you can always see where your gate is. But if all of that is there, then I like to add a little delightful surprise on top. Whether that's that window to see what's happening behind the wall or some fun graphics or just some fun along the way. Yeah, and that helps create that sense of place. I would like to talk about ACC. Go for it. It's a really, really dynamic board of directors that are really committed. I've been on the board only since the fall of 2022, and I'm so impressed at how hardworking you roll up your sleeves and make things happen. The board and the committees of ACC are. There's a tremendous diversity, equity, and inclusion effort going on to roll out a solid platform that will then be really actively incorporated into all the aspects of ACC. And I also think that we have great leadership in the ACC office who are really committed to making the organization what its members want and what its members need. So that's my plan, the committees that make things like this run. It's all for us and it's really beneficial. It's been a really deliberate, thoughtful process to make sure that it reflects the views of the membership And then it is something that can be applied, that it's not just, as we said before, it's just like, you know, you create one little poster and put it up on the wall, you don't think about it anymore. That's not what's happening at ACC. It's something that can truly be incorporated in every component of the organization. It's very educational and it's very mind-opening to everybody. We all have something to learn about ourselves. Well, thanks for the shout-out. That's great. Carrie, thank you very much for joining us in the hold room today. Oh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for joining us in The Hold Room for this special podcast series exploring the new passenger experience. You can find more from this series on the ACC Training Hub. That's training.acconline.org backslash the-hold-room or wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Follow us for more content from the Airport Consultants Council. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating or review and by telling your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Thanks again.